2: Welcome, you're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co hosts Mark Honf and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate. given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, let's see here. The uh, trivia theme is finish off the musical group. Ooh, that'll be fun. it will be fun. You, oh, guys, just, you guys will do pretty well on this. And uh, a little bit later on the show, we're going to introduce uh, Russell Jackman, who's a computer consultant. Got a lot of good information. I'm still on one, Windows
3: 2, and I think I need to upgrade. <laughs> so, uh, Nom you got a good uh, article for us? Yeah. So, latest in real estate news. Mom and pop landlords push investor share of home purchases to a 20-year high. So, I'm just reading the title of an article huh, what that, does that was that even published. Mean? It means that it, it says... Um, First paragraph, investors last year made up the biggest chunk of home sales. So in mm. investors buying homes as opposed to people who are purchasing for their primary residence. Um, it made the biggest um, chunk of the home sales in the U.S. in the last two decades, adding to competition in the already tighter starter home market. Mm. So says so the share of homes bought by investors reached 11.3%, the highest level of data going back to 1999, according to CoreLogic, slightly higher than 11% in 2017. And they they use mom and pop investors, uh, and in contrast to like the institution. institution right, there were like companies Blackstone. that
4: were buying up hundreds, if not thousands, of companies like yeah. your Blackstone um, yep. hedge funds uh, in. Twenty eleven twelve the thirteen crash. yeah I mean there were and they're still and a lot of them still own those homes today those companies that they're huge landlords of, of owning thousands of single family residential properties throughout well. the U S yeah. right and they, they have done very well from an equity standpoint but now you're saying this article points out that uh, mom and pop investors so people getting in the game better late than never I guess yeah uh, well
3: I guess what you know what's happening too is a lot of these companies like the Blackstones of the world they're liquidating their assets and there's a growing number. of... Uh, of real estate companies, lot
2: low now selling high. Yeah, there's a the
3: number of real estate
4: the Secret to getting rich? Yeah,
2: or yeah. <laughs> well, are they thinking that a, a recession is on the? horizon. That could, could be been too. Been, it's yeah. cresting. Take as your we profits yeah. uh, like
4: a lot of people are doing now in the stock market because yeah. uh, how much longer could it continue to go up?
3: And I think a lot of these mom and pop investors are buying from some of these institutional hmm. um, because some of them are tenant occupied, turnkey, and you know they're able to buy across different geographies because there's a lot of websites now that are sort of like, uh, there are real estate brokerages that, are, that aggregate um, properties from these Blackstones and others to sell them on behalf of Blackstone. And I think the buyers in a lot of these cases are the mom and pop. Um, At the same time, you're seeing a lot of lending programs out there for, for investors. Yes. That capital
4: help. is still very... Uh, yeah. well, capital is much less expensive than it has been in the past for buying rental property. So mm-hmm. in terms of, from an investment perspective, if you believe that real estate is a good long-term investment, and the numbers work. Now, if you're buying rental property, you, you hope you're getting rents and that you're putting enough down and you're getting financing such that it's a positive cash flow for right. you. It could be an equity play, but given where we are in the market cycle, it's probably not going to be much of an equity play in the, in the short term, in the near term, but in the long term, it's, it's likely to continue to go up uh, in the next cycle, uh, the next upward cycle, I should say. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's interesting news, and then what that tells me is that maybe people have uh, transitioned or taken profits from uh, equities or other investments and deployed that into rental real estate, which, uh, again, over the long haul, has a, um, a good track record for returns.
3: Yeah, so when Blackstone was buying these during the crash, they're buying them, you know, at a fraction of what the, probably they're selling them for oh now. My God,
4: yeah, buying loan tapes of <clears throat> defaulted loans, and then either doing
3: workouts or 20, 30 cents I, on I the dollar. I don't think of mom and pops buying the, those kind of properties, though. Well, I think they you just know. mean small time investors. Ah, like, okay. Russ, you yeah. got a comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, just I, had a,
5: I just had a question: Is do the current tax laws favor the mom and pop investor in making these kind of investment properties, or does it? Uh, bread, does it make it a little bit more complicated?
4: Tax laws have always favored real estate investing uh, via depreciation and the ability to write off your interest. So, 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 but not more than. Say a company or fund that's buying hundreds of homes—they both share pretty much equally in, in the uh, uh, in the tax benefits that you get hmm. from real estate investing.
5: But recently, there's been a change in some of those laws. So.
4: There, well, there have been in terms of the, the, the what, what we what we talked about in. in Past issues uh, or past shows the QBIT, the qualified business income deduction. So, so some uh, so real estate investors in certain, if they hold properties in certain entities, yes, can get this twenty percent benefit where they where they're able to uh, not recognize the twenty percent. We we always say
2: on the show, consult your professional. Oh yeah, consult your professional.
4: professional. Right. So, so certain LLCs that invest in real estate may be um, able to take advantage of that uh, twenty percent tax savings on their income but yeah check with your tax professional on that okay. well that's interesting news uh especially in an environment now where uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show when we got uh, a few extra minutes um that uh, you know articles in the um in the media would suggest that real estate prices are declining uh, but i have some real numbers from um not headline news, but from actual K um, shiller Index, uh, most respected uh, index in the nation, that would indicate that uh, not so fast. They're not going up nearly as fast as they were a year ago, and we'll compare and contrast what those numbers are, uh, but they're not declining. Yet.
2: All right, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. When we come back, Russell Jackman, who's our computer consultant, he's got a lot of very interesting uh, things to share with us. Uh, first trivia question, again, we're uh, talking finish off the musical group. This uh, this actually goes back to the late fifties, early sixties. You're such an old timer, Edward. <laughs> you know, I'm talking the eighteen sixties. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> Little Anthony and well, what's the what's the rest of the uh, the group? All right, okay. right? Hmm. like you have you better that. hope old, older people are listening. That's right, <laughs> like like Diana Ross and and the Supremes. Yeah. Right, okay. this is Little Anthony and. Finish okay. off the uh, rest of the uh, name of the group. Okay. Remember, they they did they had a few hits. All right. Call 888-912-1190. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win that tanning certificate. Oh, we're giving away three this Great. time. All right. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing is going to be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220, KDOW.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here, along with Mark Hoffman, Nam Fauna Pacific Private Money. Finish off this musical group, Little Anthony and... Anybody? Russ? The Monotones? The Ants. Nope. The Ants No. (laughs) The Imperials. (laughs) (laughs) Little Anthony and the Imperials. (laughs) You you gotta go
4: a few few years ahead. Give me the 1960s, I might have a chance. Okay, well,
2: there's... Yeah, You'll get, you'll get well, at least what, one of Can these. you
5: name one of their songs, then?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't get you out of my head. Yeah, there's a couple. Of them. I'll have to look it up again. But tears on my pillow. Oh, that, there you go. in okay. okay. my heart. Well, okay. oh, caused by you. Okay. We, uh, we have here uh, computer consultant Russell Jackman. Now, uh, the first question I have to ask you is the death of Windows 7. What's going on with that?
5: Um well uh, uh every operating system has a certain like life expectancy to it and to a point at which where Microsoft doesn't want to have to keep having to support and come up with patches and fixes for an operating system that for is
2: free like Windows 95 exactly <laughs> XP.
5: yeah it's there and there are still people using Windows XP as, yeah, as I love XP
2: XP was great
5: well it is Vista great except that one. you can't do anything with it now because it's absolutely it's again it, uh, w- the problem is that a lot of people say, well, Windows 7 works fine, but the ability to protect it and the ability to make it so that hackers can't just walk right on through and do whatever they feel like to it is going to come to an end with Windows 7 unless you have a very special contract with Microsoft itself. Well, wait. My Commodore
2: 64 has not been hacked yet. (laughs) Yeah, because
5: your dial-up 2400 (laughs) baud modem is really hack-proof. That that is truly hack-proof. And in fact, you know know that in some military installations, they're still using 8-bit computers. Because they don't, they, you can't hack them. They, wow. they, yeah, they, they, the missiles are still stuck on floppy disks. There you go. And, and yeah. Like, no hard drive. Yeah. But do you think when one of those things breaks down, good luck. And <laughs> You're getting parts or it. something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: So off the air, Russell, we were talking about uh, the fact that like well, the rest of us sitting at this table, we all still use Windows 7. In fact, my computer, I've got like 15 workstations here. We're all on Windows 7. And, um. But I have Windows 10 at home, and I was saying, I can't really tell the difference, and you said... Hackers
5: really can tell the difference, because the ability to protect Windows 7, it's such a... In today's modern architecture, Windows 7 is so basic, and so the ability Mm. for it to protect itself from the complicated schemes that hackers have now to break systems apart. Just Windows 7 doesn't have the ability to defend itself Hmm. the way that Windows 10 can.
4: And I find that interesting because, um, like most companies, I I have an IT guy and when I asked him and this has been a couple of years now I will admit, um, when we opened up this office I think four years ago uh, in this new location we bought new computers, but he stayed with Windows 7 and I said, well, why not Windows 10? He said, well, Windows 7 is rock solid and we, we, we get it's just easier to deploy, but now we're kind of running right. Out of you state were here. yeah.
5: You by staying retro, you yeah. know. Yes, you do. The, you know. The, you don't have to deal with the. Challenges of a new technology that come in and making sure that everything's compatible with it. But on the other side, you guarantee yourself a greater length of uh, life expectancy for the future. And for people that cling to Windows 7 and say, oh, I just can't afford to upgrade or anything like that, the ability to maintain your security is going to be pretty much zero after maybe about six months uh, into um,
4: 2020.
5: So about a year from now. Yeah, about a year from now. It's not going to be safe for you to to use a computer like that.
4: So Windows 10 has been out now for how many years? Gosh, no, it seems like about
5: four years. So so it's it's fairly robust and it's established. And,
4: and, you know, I, I, I have Windows 10 on my desktop at home and... Truthfully, I don't really notice the difference.
2: 8 came out, and I don't think it, the 8 wasn't very good, if I remember correctly. 9 came out, and I guess... Well, there was no Windows 9. They no, there was oh, no Windows 9. Okay. Yeah. So, uh
5: So uh, 8 <laughs> came out guy. with a different design idea, yeah. a different interface with tiles that so was really a disaster yeah. Right, yeah. that nobody liked. But operationally, it actually was a pretty big step above where Windows 7 was, <laughs> and it doesn't crash nearly as much much as Windows 7 does. I mean, Mm -hmm. Windows 7 does have a lot of problems, and it's harder to get drivers now Hmm. and dealing with updates that, okay, for a lot of people, they upgraded, a number of people upgraded their Windows 7 machines to Windows 10 um, when when Microsoft gave that offer to, to do that. And for Microsoft, the incentive was instead of having technicians needing to be schooled in the insides and outs of Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 8.1 and Windows 10 if everyone just all upgraded to Windows 10 then they wouldn't have to, you know, field as many calls about the other operating systems, right? Smart, right. They're trying to universalize their mm-hmm. operating system. Because that's one thing that has hurt Apple actually quite a bit hmm. is the fact that the iPhone and the iPad have a different operating system right. than the Macintosh computer Mm-hmm. And so developers have to make the choice: Are they going to write something for the Mac operating system, or are they going to do something for the iOS? Mm-hmm. And because so many billions more people have the iPhones and iPads, yeah.
2: the, that all the app development goes towards the iOS. So, and, well, let me go back yes, to this for a minute. For the, the Windows 10. So, yes. Mark, you said you don't notice any difference. Well, and operationally, and, and maybe i just gotten used to it, and one of the questions I, was, I had for Russell
4: was, I mean, you, you work with clients, you help upgrade, and you consult with right. clients, businesses, small businesses, and individuals. You know, what do you find is the transition? Is there, uh, is there a, um, a learning curve to going from Windows 7 to Windows 10? Not really much. In fact,
5: there's a program called Classic Shell that's free. It actually makes your Windows 10 interface look exactly like the Windows 7 interface. So it truly is no learning curve if that's what people really want. But I also think it's useful to understand an operating system as it evolves so that you don't stay stuck on one OS. And I mean, look, I go back to working with CPM. You know, the first computer I worked I on was a PET, Commodore PET, in the Lawrence Livermore Labs um, in 1977. You don't look that on. Well, I got on it when I was like about 11 years old. There you go. Wow. And then when I grew up here in Marin County, I used the. I, I worked at my mom uh, uh, took me to the Marin Computer Center here in uh, Terra Linda. And we rented Atari computers and yeah. old Apple. Listen, I'm still Apple using an ones.
2: abacus and a slide rule, so. I have you seen know. your
5: laptop. I've yeah. seen your laptop, and you're not really that far off. It's like five inches <laughs> thick. Yeah. yeah um,
3: it weighs 20 pounds. How do hackers know from a distance what operating system you're using? Like yeah. They use what's called a sniffer mm-hmm. to go and
5: sniff through first uh, different firewall there's configurations. spiders and there's to sniffers. See, <laughs> to see who's open. Uh-huh. Okay, who's got. A firewall that's not as strong as the others, or who isn't running any firewall at all? Hmm. And then they it's just like walking along a street, okay. okay? You want to break into a car. Mm-hmm. Um, do you break into the car that has the thousands of dollar alarm system? Do you break into a car that's got a club on it, or okay. do you break into a car that's got the windows open? the door's unlocked <laughs> and there's like stuff lying and around on the seat. Yeah, <laughs> lying around on the seat. It's a Pinto. Yeah, yeah. they, they <laughs> yeah, well, no, you, the Pinto, you keep moving, but you know, the next, <laughs> the next decent car that you see that's, uh, that thieves are thieves because they want to go through the path of least resistance. Sure. If they yeah. were, if they were real workers, they would get a job. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so they're looking for where there's a vulnerability and when they find that vulnerability, they attack it yeah. and they will go ahead And sometimes one thing that people say is, well, my computer doesn't have anything on it. It doesn't really matter. But your computer can be turned into a zombie like bit, a, a bot that's called a, a a botnet. Yeah. And so that your computer, when taken over, a small portion of it contributes to a larger network of computers that then winds up uh, uh,
4: hacking All other right. systems. Got yeah. To tell you more. Zombie botnets. So yeah, we'll talk about excellent. that in the next segment.
2: Yeah. And in fact, my security system is I throw stuff in the garbage, <laughs> I put a sign on it that says, Please don't open. There's personal information in it. (laughs) All right. uh, Finish off this musical group, Danny and – and I'll give you a hint. uh, They're famous for a song called At the Hop. At the hop, hop, hop. Ready? Okay. Danny and – that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to the Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Finish off this musical group, Danny and... At the hop, hop, hop. Danny and the Jets. No, close. Draw Dan- blanks. Danny and
3: the Juniors. Oh. Okay, you better you better get Del the next Holmes one. Or <laughs> you better get the next one. All right. Who comes up with these names? So was Danny the lead singer? He's like, "Hey, you guys are going to be junior to me. So you guys <laughs> yeah. are going to be yeah. yeah. junior. I'm the one." <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Well, at least Diana Ross said, "I got the, the hair. Names. I got the teeth." <laughs> <laughs>
5: so maybe he was the only one that was the senior in high school, and the rest of them were all oh, juniors. And Very possible. Very We'll good. research it for the next. All right,
2: and that that voice from behind that microphone was Russell Jackman, who's our computer consultant of the day. And we're talking about the difference between Windows 7 and Windows 10. We were talking a little bit about it off the
4: air and and Russell, continue comparing and contrasting why if you're a Windows 7 guy you really need to move on and move up to Windows 10. And and also
5: with uh, with 8 and 8.1. The reason why is that Windows 10 makes you do the updates it does not give you the choice of when you make an update or not and that's because and this ties all back into the privacy stuff um, Europe changed their privacy laws and they one of the big problems that Europe was seeing is that Microsoft was allowing people the opportunity to make choose when they were going to update and when if they were going to update at all and the problem is this when you don't update That means that you are not taking advantage of the security fixes and patches patches that they've come up with. Mm -hmm. And so people would go and say, well, and I get this from clients all the time that say, oh, well, whenever I update, my computer screws up. And I so but, you know, the problem is when you don't update, it's even more dangerous. And Europe was looking at the fact that Microsoft hadn't made that mandatory for all computers. And they were saying, if you're if in your next operating system, you don't make it so that the um, system forces you to make this update. We're going to hold you responsible for not making an operating system that makes your updates and your security patches become mandatory. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so Windows 7, 8, and 8.1, you can choose when you do your updates and put them off indefinitely. And sometimes I go into a client and say, it's your one-year anniversary. And they go, no, I wasn't married this year, today. (laughs) And I go, no, it was the last time you did an update on your (laughs) system. Which is more important. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When you're talking other people's information. The the European privacy um, rules state that if you have people's information... Um, you know, European people's information in your care under your custody, it is their property and if you let that get hacked and get spilled out you not only have to take responsibility over that, but you have to say what you're, not only how you're going to find who took the information but what you're going to do to stop future problems from happening and so by making sure that your updates happen on Windows 10. You basically, what you do with Windows 10 now is you set a number of hours, what you call your active hours, from 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 or whatever. And after 6 o'clock, it says, we're going to restart the computer. You know, you can put it off for an hour, you can put it off for a few hours, but eventually we're going to make sure this computer restarts before morning, okay? And that way, all the updates get installed.
2: And, and with mm. all these patches, is it just they're the uh, computer programmers are going, oh, we realize that we should have put this new thing in to stop the hackers? No, it's a
5: lot more of it. Now, one thing is my dad was a doctor, and if you ever read a medical case book, the one thing that I got from it since I didn't want to become a doctor was that every single case in the medical case book is about some poor SOB who died from it before they figured out the cure for it. <laughs> oh, so okay. you, you had to die from something first before they figured out, okay, here's how we cure it. And that's the same way it is with, with viruses too. Somebody that gets nailed with a virus then reports it mm-hmm. and then they figure out how to solve it and then they issue a patch to fix it. Oh, or, okay. or they also find out, okay, the operating system the update that they, that they provided works with everybody's computer. Oh, except this one driver that people have for this one printer that came out in, you know, 1993 <laughs> that people are still using in the offices everywhere. Hmm. Works not, with everything Matrix, else. baby. Yeah, We're exactly, exactly. So Someone's kind of- <laughs> tractor feed printer, you know, they hook in and then their whole system crashes and they
2: they find out about that. In theory, then, they could come up with patches every 10 hours.
5: They do. They're pretty frequent and so yeah. that's why you always want to be up to date on your patches and you're always looking for stuff because they, but they try to compile them as much as they can but when it's an urgent one that they know that is a huge vulnerability yeah. for your system that's something that you don't ignore they, they save up the other ones so that they do like maybe yeah. once every six months like a big update and then they, they compile all those and, and minor how, ones. How
2: long, when you do that update how long is your computer down? It depends on the size of the update sometimes
5: it's, it's only like Five ten minutes, and sometimes it's like forty five minutes or an
2: hour. So you can do that at like midnight when you're yeah, asleep. Yes, yes. Isn't
4: there some stunning statistic about the percentage of computers that have been that are? These zombie com- zombie botnets yeah. that we talked about oh, in the last is. segment. It's, it's,
5: it's, it's such a huge number that it's really incalculable to a certain degree because there's a lot of people again who are using computers that can't even be tested. Like if they're still using Windows XP, yeah. which there's still like about a three or four percent XP usage that's still out there. Windows Seven is going to become part of that statistic. Windows mm. Eight is part of that statistic. So they've sort of fallen off the actual map of being able to to judge how many machines really are, on, but it's it's probably in like the 100 million range. Right, and you wow. wouldn't necessarily
4: Anyone. know if somebody's no. using your computer cycles no. to they don't do nefarious the mm-hmm. stuff. They don't want you to know. So that's different from someone who's route. like trying to do phishing or trying to take over your your, exactly. your personal because information.
5: today's computer has far more power than yeah. it needs. So mm-hmm. let's say 10 years ago your computer was being used for botnet, you'd see it and you'd know it because your computer didn't have enough power to uh, right, to it's spare. always
4: like the mm-hmm. hard drive would always be making right, or but something.
5: now your computer is way more powerful than what you're asking it to do, mm. and so it has plenty. Unless you're a big gamer or something like that, and you 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 need you know your optimal
3: speed all the time Edward, on your computer. When you play solitaire, does it yeah, that a lot. <laughs> exactly. I don't know
2: these uh, these these cards. They go too slowly. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of people won't
5: know because they're not wow. pushing their system that far. So yeah. They won't see like a tiny fraction of a percentage of difference. And so unless they run regular scans if they're not using a, a good um, virus scanning system mm-hmm. and they don't check it regularly and then they don't know how to react to it when they find something on
2: what, it. What is your favorite uh, antivirus type? The, the
5: one that doesn't expire or the one that you can afford to, to, to pay for. So I, I, I've been working a lot with um, Norton because it comes as part of Xfinity's system. Oh, yes. um, McAfee is part of the AT&T system. Um, I think ESET offers a very oh, s- a, strong... A vast is on the lower end. A okay. uh, Avast, you know, unfortunately, Perfect. and the Microsoft um, uh, built-in antivirus program. It's just it must my, be free. I'm it's outward. just those. <laughs> yeah, if you're if, because I'd it's pay worth, two dollars a month. Come on, it's it's worth paying for because it's good yeah. to to have the kind of professional level of yeah. b- well, protection. Well, the McAfee one
2: me. that drives me crazy on my one is it, it it comes up and says, "Oh, you haven't updated your McAfee one," and I can I can't get rid of it. I just can't get – you know, I can push it off to the side yeah. and then it reminds me again. It just drives me crazy. All right, guys, we're to cut to our commercial break. It drives me crazy, these computers. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right, you guys better get this one. All right. Because this is like the, 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 the king – not the king of rock and roll, but the original rock and roll. Bill Haley and... Ooh, oh, you I know this that, one? Right. Oh, all right, fine. We got winner, 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 chicken dinner, as they say. Call 888... around the clock tonight. That's right. Call yeah. 888-912-1190. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of in Investing. We're going to be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoffman, Nom, Fauna, Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question. Everyone knew this one. Finish off this musical group, Bill Haley and... The Comets. the Comets. Haley's comments. Very yeah. good. One right. out of three. The only one my that makes sense,
5: actually, out of the whole, the, out of that whole, all three yeah, of them. Yeah,
2: one out of three. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame if you're batting that. That's for, true. Uh, I am and, in the Hall. Or it get right. you
5: cut if you're in the NBA.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, Russell, oh, before baby. we uh, go on to uh, to Mark and talking about Pacific Private Money, in case qu- people have questions about computers, how do they get a hold of you?
5: Um, I have an old fashioned uh, address uh, at www at, at, at uh, Consult at aol That's c a l m p u t e r c o n s u l t at aol com, and you can go find that also on Facebook, Facebook.com dot com slash columnputerconsult.
4: Computer You're also really com-puter. involved in the the community, I was saying, uh, I think I first met you, Russell, like 10 years ago. At, Longer. Uh, yeah, I guess Keep it would going. Be. Yeah, there was like uh, 15. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we all first, had more hair back with then. With linked Local Marin, um, we're uh, Marin County's largest uh, networking group. Yeah. Um, and you can find us as a group on LinkedIn, and uh, we offer evening networking events and uh, lunch speaker series that are all free for Marin County residents. So um, I uh, urge people to check that out.
2: And, and the reason it's free is because it's like a no-host bar type of thing? Yep. Okay, yep. that's the reason. That that's makes awesome. sense. awesome. Okay, uh, moving on here. Yeah. So I'm going to get into an email, and then you can back sure. it up, basically. Okay, so uh, Mark, how easy is it for you to redeem an investor's account if he or she wants to cash out of your fund?
4: So that's an investment question, and uh, my name is Mark Honf broker and president, founder of Pacific Private Money. We're an alternative real estate finance provider based right here in the Bay Area. And for the last uh, 11 plus years, we've been making, you know, what has been known as hard money loans, private money loans. We now like just the kind of the moniker alternative real estate finance. And we use that term because we're really, you know, what does hard money and private money even mean anymore? The alternative to bank financing industry has grown tremendously over the last 10 years. In fact, it continues to grow year in and year out, especially in California. There's so much money coming into California to finance companies who have, uh started up in the last five years in the alternative finance industry and here at Pacific private money we still use mostly private capital private individual investors who invest in our note products either directly or indirectly and the indirect way to invest in our note products and it's the easiest way to participate in investing in uh, deed of trust to secure deed of trust secured notes or, or mortgages uh, to use a more common term is through our Pacific private money fund it's a private placement uh, where we have raised now a little uh, just just under 50 we're about to crack the 50 million dollar mark in, in invested capital from about 200 private individuals uh, mostly here in the Bay Area and that fund has been around now for six years and it's producing a yield uh, that is uh, the trailing 12-month yield right now is about seven point six percent seven point five five to seven point six is uh, so-called seven and percent is about where we're falling and what's really neat about that uh that investment opportunity, you know, it is a private placement and most private placements uh, do have a, a, um, a holding period, a minimum holding period where you can't get your money out right away. Uh, ours is one year. That's pretty much the minimum uh, lockup period uh, f- uh, to invest in our fund. And our fund, because we invest mostly in short-term real estate loans, where that's our specialty here at Pacific Private Money, is people who need bridge loans, uh, short-term use of, of capital. They rent the money for from us from anywhere from just a few weeks to six months to a year, sometimes longer, but the vast majority of the, the loans we're making now are uh, planned to be repaid within a year. Uh, they come to us because of how easy it is and and uh, the low documentation. We do our due diligence on every borrower. We, don't, uh, we still say no to 9 out of 10 people who call us for money because we're really looking for specific situations where they've got a, a viable repayment strategy. Either they're borrowing it to buy property that they're going to refinance conventionally or they're borrowing it because they're going to sell their property. So they're either going to do one of two things. They're going to refinance and pay us off or they're going to sell and pay us off. Not, well, maybe if everything goes right in my life over the next five years, I'll figure out a way to pay you back. But uh, we don't do those hope and a prayer loans. Hey, can you give us a deal of the week? Well, I haven't answered the question yet. The question was was How easy it is for someone who invests in the Pacific Private Money Fund to get their money back? See, you were listening. Stop checking your email when I talk. I'm taking it personally.
2: (laughs) Solitaire, Mr. (laughs) Brooks. I won. I won. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, investors in the
4: Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, (laughs) our fund is generally designed to be fairly liquid because of the short term nature of of the fund. And so, after a year, it's actually really easy. We make it easy. This, this particular fund, much easier than most funds. So if you're looking at investing in in a in a real estate-based fund, whether it's a mortgage fund or an investment fund, you, you do want to look at, you know, what are my redemption options here? First of all, you want to find out, is there any fee uh, on my funds going in or out of the fund? Is there a fee going in or a fee going out? The answer is no, there's not at the Pacific Private Money Fund. If you invest $100,000, all that money goes to work for you. And when you're ready to redeem, you can pull all of it out. There's no charge to, to your money. And all of it earns uh, a return for you. Now, we really just we we we're very. Um, uh, we're, while the, the the private placement memorandum, the the offering circular that you would read when you invest in the fund will say that, you know, we you know will. Uh, it has certain factors in there, like when, when payoffs come in, we're not allowed to reloan out that money if there's a redemption request in the queue. So that's very important. Most funds are not written that way, so ours is fairly liberal in favor of the investor to get his money out. Uh, we also, from time to time, we'll have a small line of credit on the fund. We can use that. Or if new capital comes in. So between new capital, a line of credit and payoffs, that's happening on a regular basis. There's a lot of money flowing through the operating account. And every month, we process three, four, five redemptions on average. After six years, a lot of our people have had their money in for a while. Maybe they're doing a partial redemption because they're buying a car or a house or... You know, wedding for their kids or whatever, whatever reason they're pulling out twenty-five or $50,000. Uh, we could do same day redemptions in an emergency if, you, if we have the funds. I mean, we try to be really responsive to our investors. It's not like we have 2,000 investors, we've got 200 investors. So it's, yeah. it's manageable for us to be able to do it. So, again, for more information about this, I know we're kind of getting into the weeds uh, of how the fund works, but, uh, you know, if you want to lo- know how you can uh, earn returns in the 7% range secured by real estate, your money's not tied up forever. And it's actually pretty simple to get it back out again after a year. Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. You can click the Invest tab. It'll give you a bunch of information. But really the best way is to call us or visit us. Take the trip to Novato. It's a lovely little town in the northern part of Marin County. Uh, Drive up the 101, not during the commute hours, of course, but uh, (laughs) come visit us. It's summer. Uh, Things have slowed down a little bit because it's the holidays coming up with the 4th of July. But we would love to meet with you. A lot of our investors come by just to chat, take our temperature on what's happening in the market, et cetera. Give us a little, you know, add a little bit to their account. Uh, here's a check for fifty thousand. Hey, we love you. Have some candy. <laughs> Have some candy. Yes.
2: And uh, you know, it's interesting. The uh, last distribution for this last month, I believe, was seven point seven eight percent. Yeah, it was. We had a little bit of a jump.
4: So yeah, yeah. You, know, you never know what uh, you know. It just it, it it's based on the income of the fund, and we're always looking for ways to increase that income and boost the revenue. So for more information, yeah. go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. dot com.
2: When we come back, we're going to hear uh, deal of the week, and uh, basically because you know you're explaining about the fact that you do these loans, get this high interest rate. I'm sure the audience wants to know, like, what specific kind of deals we're talking about. Who on God's green earth would borrow borrow from you guys? Yeah. And why? All right. Right. we already (laughs) asked our trivia questions. Stay with us. When the Best of Investing comes right back, we're going to have some closing comments and those deals of the week.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last
2: time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fana Pacific Private Money. Didn't have a trivia question to ask, and uh, I've already looked at all my emails, so I'm back online here. you paying attention, uh,
4: though. Pay I'm paying attention.
3: <laughs> Nam, uh, give us a deal of the week. So this deal of the week, you know, in the past deals of the week, we always talk about our... Bridge loans and a lot of the owner-occupied loans, like home deals. buyers, yeah, who home come buyers, us. yeah, and and so it's kind of change of pace. I wanted to pull up a loan that actually didn't go into the fund because it's not necessarily meet the fund characteristics, but um, just to highlight some of the different kinds of deals that we do. And this one was an apartment complex in San Jose. Borrowers came to us and they identified a, an investment opportunity. It was just a four-unit apartment complex with. Uh, a commercial um, business down below and uh, they they uh, this is undervalued their the rents are below market um, they're paying for low rents just because the place hasn't been updated so they were able to get this uh, property at a good deal i mean it was 65% loan to value so they had they brought in a fair amount of equity at yeah. down payment so we made the loan for 1.25 million. Why, why couldn't they go to the bank? Uh, I think it was just uh, seizing an opportunity to purchase. So it was uh, something they had to close on quickly. Speed, okay. Um, but uh, their plan is to—they're going to they're gonna hold on to it. They're not actually uh, not going to sell it. They're going to do some rehab. Um, and over time get, get the tenants and, and, and yeah. rents up yep. and, and get a better business down below. And then they'll refinance out into a conventional. So lower. it is actually a mixed-use. It is. Building. Mixed use, okay. And there's some banks min- that won't do that.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and many people still assume that the reason you come to an alternative finance provider or a private money lender is because you've got bad credit. And really, the, probably the majority, if you looked at the majority of reasons why people come to us, It's probably an even split between those who have a need for speed and we can accommodate speed and banks typically can't. I mean, some banks will say, oh, we can close in 21 days, which is actually really fast for a bank. But even that's not always fast enough for some of the transactions people come to us in need of closing. And the other one is just that banks can't accommodate the type of loan product that we offer, which is goes back to the owner occupied purchase money bridge loan, we can help them we can we can supply one hundred percent of the financing to buy a home if they have an existing home with equity because we 'll just cross with two properties and banks don 't cross and uh, and neither do the the non prime or non qM lenders that are flourishing out there they're, they're uh, they provide a great service for people with beat up credit but they don 't cross collateralize and we cross collateralize them. well
2: one of the reasons you know banks take so long is most banks are fairly large companies and you've got layers upon layers you have you know supervisors a lot right. of paperwork a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to provide yeah, it's and, not just one guy who just makes the decision yeah this sounds like a good loan where do I uh, you know go ahead and do we have a small group
4: of underwriters that collaborate on a daily basis uh, by the hour we have phone calls come in we're looking for the types of uh, loan situations and scenarios that we're here to serve and that's what we do uh, here at Pacific private money
3: yeah and a lot of our a lot of investors uh, who, who purchase in real estate and who come to us and other private lenders for loans, the rate difference isn't the deciding factor in the profitability of the deal, right? It's usually how much can they sell it for? How much does it cost for them to do the rehabilitation? It's not the how much are they paying every month in, in fees. I mean, that is a factor, but it's not the factor. That's right. So.
4: And, and, and in a perfect world, I mean, no one likes to pay 9% for a real estate loan. But compare and contrast it to other types of debt out there. There are tremendous, there's a huge number of loan programs, whether it be uh, receivables or yeah. credit cards or you name it, that are in the teens, if not the 20s. On well, the so interest it's short
2: term, too. Yeah. So they'll refinance it out with a yeah. conventional bank. It's really just the points they have
4: to pay. Right. It's the opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity to, uh, to buy real estate fast.
2: Okay, and Russell, give out your information one more time for people who have questions on computers.
5: Yes, um, for anyone that's interested in um, finding out about Computer Consulting Services, you can find me, first of all, on LinkedIn, Russell Jackman, Esquire. It's uh, available. I, I come up on all the LinkedIn searches. Um, my... Uh, uh, webpage is at facebook dot com slash calmputerconsult c a l m p u t e r c o n s u l t and then it's Consult at aol dot com. Thank very you very good, much. Because you're
2: calm. Thanks right. for coming, Russell. Yep. Okay. Here's our thoughts for the day. I'm on a 30 day diet. So far, I've lost 10 days. Not bad, huh? <laughs> and uh, worrying won't. Stop bad stuff from happening. It just stops you from enjoying the good. Mm, think about nice. that. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long.
1: You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888 912 1190. That's 888 912 1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader.